What is up, my friends? Today is Friday, August 18th, and this is Season 2, Episode 81, and Episode 91 in total of Nothing But A Foot Thing, the show brought to you by a few friends in the fuck community, just like yourselves. I am your host, Kevin. However, I am not alone today. Joining me are my two co-hosts, John. What's good, everybody? And Vinicius Jr. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? Or Mr. Vinny, as you may want to call him. Yes, Martin, my brother. He has unlocked the king himself. And to talk about footies, the whole team that came today, footies team five, we did bring along a guest. But before we get there today, footies team five did land alongside it. We got the Chiesa objective, which if you guys did that out of position card or the tots moment, then you'll know that he's a little special in game. So definitely check that one out. The cup, the cup came at the end of it. You do get a Lacazette, which is very cool. So go ahead and take a look at that one. If you're interested, a big, big, big SBC did come today. And along with that, we did get tots put back into packs, which will hopefully help you get this done as well as do the whole repeatable grind into 84 times tens into 85 times tens, etc. And then once you get all those cool dupes, you got to have a place to put them, right? So we got Zinedine Zidane cover star. This one is not getting sent in SBC. This card looks awesome. And we will talk about this one later on today. And we did also get a refresh on gambles. So guys, go ahead and take a look at those if that's something that you're into. I know you guys all want those top tier footies. But I did mention we did bring along a guest. It is another Martin. In fact, let me let me have you introduce yourself, my brother. What do we? What should we call you by, my man? So I'm Martin eighty eight. So let's let's go with that one. Let's go with that one. Nice. Even my son will call me that now and again around the house. So and <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's go with that one. I love it, my man. Where in the world are you from? So London in the UK. Ooh, yeah, nice, so. nice, nice. So that brings us to what is the football club that you do support? Oh, I'm so pleased you asked that. So. Um, my team is Ipswich Town, and we are currently top of the championship. And it might interest you to know, as you guys um, are mostly over in the in the states, that we're owned by um, Arizona. Um, I think emergency emergency services pension fund, and the club has got about thirteen billion to spend at the moment. So um, mm. yeah, we'll be in the Premier League next year, or the. Uh, the year after so yeah it's um it's amazing at the moment to be supporting them and i'm hoping that we can get some special cards in a eafc because we don't get many oh yeah some town special cards would be cool and you guys are clear of north city by two points i'm looking at the table right now so well yeah. done to you guys Very and sponsored good. by the one and only ed sheeran <laughs> which is pretty nice. true pretty big deal to be fair oh yeah i mean <laughs> we, we love us a little bit of ed sheeran right i mean who doesn't right <laughs> So let me ask you another question, my man. Usually we'll ask you about your favorite FIFA and your favorite FIFA card. And I do want to hear about that. But before we get there, when did you first pick up a game of FIFA and what got you into FIFA? Was it just love for the sport or just love for games or? Right. So the first ever FIFA that come out, which was just called FIFA. But realistically, I think it was like FIFA 93. And I was, what, five or six. It was on the Mega Drive, which for... Any of you that any youngsters listening are going to be like, what is this guy talking about? But the Mega Drive was a console that was out like in the early 90s. FIFA come out. I've got two older brothers who are quite a bit older than me and they loved it, played it. And yeah, I was glued to it. And so literally every game since then. So I haven't not played any FIFA game that there is. And I played up to a semi-professional level. 
I go and watch Ipswich every single week. So yeah, life is just football, football, football. So I think you get the, I think you get the idea. <laughs> oh, I, I love it, man. So when did you realize that you had the ability to coach others at FIFA? Was there like a certain point where you realized, hey, I'm beating all my older brothers. I'm beating them every time. Maybe yeah. I can help others as well. Um, it was actually uh, one of my brothers that suggested that I should start coaching because I'd helped him helped him out um, when he was playing Ultimate Team and got him into Division 1 and stuff like that. And oh, nice. um, another a pro player who I'll give a little shout out to, uh, Josh Nine, who's a esports player for Burnley. Um, and yeah, both of them said, look, you're, you're really good at explaining um, how to play, what to do, like you should you should start doing it and offering it and to be honest i really wasn't sure how it would um how it would start but yeah i was i was surprised and two years on here yeah we're still here so it's going it's going well awesome man awesome so i know we were talking about this before we started recording and we mentioned jürgen klopp he he has this quote where he says something like oh i had the brain of a division one footballer with the, <laughs> with the legs of a division four footballer and that put me somewhere in bundesliga too right so um what do you think makes up a good fifa coach what do you think it takes to have that sort of a mind so you need to be able to get your message across to the people that you're teaching clearly and words just isn't enough so when if i have a first session with anybody i will always say to them and give them an idea of always what's coming but i will say i will never leave you with just some verbal advice you will always see what i mean because if i said to you you need to start um playing the ball quicker your terminology of me saying play the ball quicker compared to mine could be completely different you know so that's a huge thing you need to actually show them um what you mean and um make sure that you're going in a structured route so i'll always start from the back and we will gradually move forward what is the point of trying to learn timed finishing if you're not getting past the halfway line because you're giving the ball away every other time it just doesn't make sense you know so yeah going in a structured manner and showing your um pupils what you actually mean Nice. And another big thing is that I would give them a small um, checklist, like session notes, because you can't overload people. So in a two-hour session, I will maximum give people three things that they must work on. So we'll talk about other things. And I'm like, if you can grasp these things, then terrific. But these are the three things that I'm going to be Hawkeye on in your gameplay in our next session. And if you haven't grasped that or you're not implementing it, then we're just going over it um again so yeah those are those are the main things for me gotcha and i think uh martin you had a you had a couple questions as well right before we get into the the fun stuff right <laughs> yeah i think our listeners are diverse in 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 terms of of skill level so my question for you would be how do you coach a player that's in a lower division versus a player that's in a higher division. And I ask specifically because I'm currently at a level where I can get nine wins quite easily and 11 wins most of the time, but I can't make the leap to 14 wins, which seems to be like a threshold that's 
separates the better players from the more average type of players. So I don't know, what what what, what would you say, Martin? It's, it's quite an easy answer. So first of all, it sounds like you need to book yourself in uh, for a session. But yeah, to answer your direct um, question, um, it's really easy. So I, I teach quite traditionally to start off with anyway. And some like the guys that actually have sessions with me will be chuckling hearing me say stuff like this because they would have heard it a million times. But something like I, I will say to people, if you've got the ball, what don't you want? And eventually they'll come to the conclusion they don't want to be pressured. Yeah. So when your opponent has the ball, what do we want to do? We want to pressure them. Why? Because if they're put under pressure, they've got less time to make good decisions. They're more likely to make a mistake. Does that change if you're playing in Division 8 or if you're playing in an FGS qualifier? No. So what you're trying to achieve is always the same. However, trying to achieve those goals, if you like, um, become more challenging the higher up that you go. So I'll give you an example. So another big one that I have is that they mustn't lose the ball inside of their own half. So many people, when I first get them, I'll look at their gameplay. They've won the ball inside of their own uh, box, and they're thinking about attacking. And they give the ball away immediately, 20 yards from goal, bang, they've conceded. No, no, no. Concentrate on getting good possession, get up to the halfway line, unless there's an incredible counter-attack, and then we move forward. So if you're in Division 9, it would simply be a case of literally get the ball and just press a on Xbox or X just to pass it, yeah? If you're a few divisions higher, you might have to um, do a driven pass, yeah? If you're higher than that, you might have to uh, trigger a run, do a driven pass, and then give it to the guy that you've triggered the run to. So there's just more intelligent ways of achieving what you're you're trying to do. So again, pressure-wise, I think at a lower level, just not dragging people out of position, and having the guy highlighted that's nearest the ball would be good enough pressure. If we're talking towards like Division One, Elite Division, then I'm on people's cases about making sure that we've switched to um, a player while the ball is travelling to the person that it's going to, so that you're already there waiting when your opponent receives it, and they're like, wow, like the guy's on me, you know? And if you can couple that with a bit of second man pressing, then it's candy off a baby but then of course of the higher up that you go you know opponents are quicker at the way that they play it it's, it doesn't really change it's just that there's more intelligent ways of doing it um someone that you guys actually know quite well tj uh, said oh, yeah, said this to TJ. me yeah he's a cool guy and he's doing so well by the way really mm. good um by the time we get into we will get him up to division one um in eafc i guarantee it um, but he moved up to um, Division 4, which I would have suggested was like Division 3 with the amount of season time that was remaining. He said, when I get the ball, they're just all over me. And I said, why do you think that is? Because they're not pro players. And obviously, we come to the conclusion, it's just that um, we're not moving the ball quick enough. you know. And that can just be down to um, understanding your play style, your patterns of play. And one of the huge, huge things that I talk about all the time is as things becoming natural um, and muscle memory, because that's when stuff is done so fast and you, when you don't even have to think about it. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. 
Nice. I like it. You know, there's something in there I heard, and I don't want you to give away all your secrets and anything to anyone listening, but... I know, I won't get any bookings anymore, will I now? <laughs> yeah, you said something about moving before... So, I, you said moving with the player that's receiving the ball before actually receiving it. So, if you're, maybe I need to ask you about this one later, man. If your player locking to them or something, I've never seen that before. And my God, that sounds like a game changer. So, really, really cool. Um, but um, I do want to ask you also, though, um, do you think that because you're a you're a squad battles expert, you get really high finish in squad battles, which is just unbelievable to me, like incredible, incredible. So um, is the is the meta, I guess, different, would you say, in offline gameplay versus online gameplay? Is there anything you have to do differently to adjust for that? Massively. Yeah. Yeah. So before I really started getting my teeth into squad battles um, and one of the reasons was just boredom throughout COVID. Why I did that, by the way, but like FIFA 18, <laughs> I was actually uh, getting into like a top 100 of foot champs. Granted, it was like a June, July, but still, I thought it was pretty a big deal. Um, but then playing squad battles on top of that, your standard drops, you know. Um, and now I don't get to play as much as I'm coaching more and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're supposed to do, but maybe carrying it out not not always not always so easy. But yes, play the way that you play squad battles is so so different. Um, it's easy. I don't I don't understand how people can't do it basically. But um, it's a shame that they've got rid of the leaderboards. Um, so I don't play it as much. But I played it about a month ago just to show people that you can still do it and yeah just the muscle memory is there it's a lot of ball rolls a lot of fake shot stops you need very fast players um with five star weak foots and it actually helps probably with like the defending because when you're playing on ultimate they have 99 rating so 99 strength 99 aggression so the speed of which you've got to play once you win that ball back um i think that, that helps online so yeah but it's massively different um and i do know that squad battles is popular at the start of the game people might not be wanting to play it but they will be playing it um so yeah of course anything that people want to know hit me up or i do sessions on squad battles as well um or i have loads of tutorial stuff on youtube at the start of the game so some of the comments are quite interesting nice man um martin do you have any other questions before we get into like the fun stuff as i referenced earlier um yeah actually how did you realize that you could make a living out of coaching and creating content uh, on FIFA? Purely the uptake. So when I first released, um, which was basically two years ago now, um, that I was going to be doing coaching, just purely the amount of... I, I didn't know how many people would get in contact. I didn't know how many sessions that they would have, you know, and... So it was just purely seeing the uptake. And yeah, it's kind of a bit of a revolving door. There's, you know, there's guys that hang around for a long time. And then there's guys that hang around for three or four sessions. Um, but yeah, and I think obviously now as well, I don't want this to come across arrogantly, but I know that my coaching will improve anybody. Whereas at the start, you're a little bit tentative and you're, you're not sure. Um, but yeah, now it's just the, the confidence. And I think I'm more prepared to advertise it stronger because of my confidence um, in the coaching now. Whereas before, I would advertise it here and there. In a, you know, Whereas now, any tactics video I do, I'll advertise it any chance, you know, on Discord or yeah. So um, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's just volume of volume of people. 
Um, and it's not just the coaching. Like I've got a superb um, sponsorship deal with FIFAcoin.com, who are great, to be honest, really supportive um, and really good company to work with. I was a little bit skeptical at the start working with a coin supplier, but they've been immaculate. And I was a little bit worried about comeback from like subscribers and stuff like that. But honestly, hand on heart, I haven't had one person come back and say, oh, I've been banned or anything like this. As long as you follow what they say, um, you're cool. And to be honest, with the price of FIFA points, I don't know why people um, wouldn't. Actually, my guys are doing it more and more. So, yeah, I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent. But to answer your question, to actually make a living, you need multiple um, revenue streams. So, yeah, there we go. Nice. Um, would you would you have any advice? So, I mean, I know I'm someone, for example, that I do, I, I stream almost every day on Twitch, right? And I know that I see a lot of people, they, they'll come in and they'll be like, oh, man, like, um, how do you how do you get out there? How do you get started? Like, I want to put myself out there. Do you have any advice to anyone out there that may be interested in doing, you know, maybe content creation or even coaching or something like that? So, you, this is difficult, but you have to have some sort of USP, a unique selling point. Yeah. So mine was that I was, or still am, arguably best squad battles player in the world. So I have this discussion um, with Josh. As I said, we speak a lot, Josh Nine, and we we find either you've got to be uploading something that um, people can't do, like finishing first in the world. Only one person can do that. Um, You've either got to be have a great personality or really funny. I don't really fall into that. I'm not a Danny Aarons or a Harry Heskiff. Um, like those guys have got it made because they can just turn the camera on and you know, the subscribers um, fall in. Or it's like tutorial stuff that people want to be able to do. So you, you've got to have some sort of angle. Like, I don't know, are you really good at player reviews? Um, are you really good at, at tactics? Uh, are you able to get very high finishes in foot champs or even with squad battles so i looked and there wasn't much squad battles um content but believe it or not there's loads of people out there that play it loads a lot of people that um are in our world are quite fixated with um big youtubers and the people that stream on twitch there are loads of guys and i'm going to stereotype a little bit here and for my guys that are listening i apologize but like middle-aged guys who aren't that great or they don't have a lot of time or they've got kids so they just want to be able to play a few games and they don't want to be sweating it out against uh you know a 16 year old or 21 year old so and i was i was i was surprised by that you know like one of my best videos that i have of this year is five top tips on how to beat legendary in squad battles you know it's like thirty thousand views or something which for me is quite a lot and that just shows that well why are people watching it if nobody plays it you know, there is quite a, a large group of people that do play it. It's just they're not the type of people that are all over Twitch streams and, and stuff like that, you know. So to answer your question, you need to have a unique selling point or at least go with what you think your unique selling point could be, you know. But that's crucial. That's your starting point. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe our unique selling point apparently is that we're big-ass crybabies. That's what we're told, huh? So... <laughs> <laughs> roll with it roll with it then <laughs> yeah man well hey i really appreciate that man and if you guys don't have any other questions to ask maybe we could get into the more fun oh martin he, he's he's raising no um i was i was just gonna say if maybe john uh, has a, a question before we move on mm -hmm. 
Um, no, you guys pretty much asked all of them that, that I was thinking of. Martin, I think your was probably the one I wanted to ask most, like how, you know, you teach someone that's, you know, a rank three player in foot champs versus somebody who's, you know, trying to break into that nine wins like our guy TJ, but yeah, covered that beautifully. So. Yeah. And, 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 um, uh, just to touch on the, on the whole TJ, um, uh, thing, I think as a listener of, of, of foot me, which I am, it's been fascinating to see his progress and the way he's handled, handled himself, uh, with, with the whole coaching thing. And I'm just so happy for him that it's, it's, it's basically that I think playing better lets you enjoy the game. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more, I think. So, I'm I'm happy and and congratulations to you for for doing the coaching. And I want to can I, I want to add something else that I probably should have done. So, where he's talking about TJ, and I've said to him before, his mentality is terrific. I've had a mm -hmm. few people where it'll be like a controller smashing against the wall. Can't teach people like that. It's a waste mm -hmm. of their money and their time. You can have a vent for a couple of seconds and then it's you've got to leave it because with coaching even if you're losing you're still learning you know um, and you're always going to end up losing because you go to the next level you start to lose you get the hang of it you go up the next level you start to lose. so that mentality has got to has got to be there and i'm going to stress this again just for your listeners is that it's all about the muscle memory and it becoming second nature. So if you've been a Division Six player and we've started to learn it, you can imagine by the time you get to Division Two, you don't even need to think about where your passes are going, who you're trying to hit. I don't chop and change formations either because think about like your right stick switching. If you play in a formation that you know inside out, that right stick switching when you're defending, you just know exactly where to go. And oh my God, on YouTube... I get so many comments about different formations. And it's like, guys, these formations and tactics aren't going to pick the controller up and win you the game. Without coaching, it's hard on YouTube. But really, the message that I'm always trying to get across is think about the kind of player that you are, watch your strengths and weaknesses, and try a couple of formations out that I would suggest. But the problem is on YouTube is that they'll all just um, skip straight to the bit where you actually tell them the tactics and they won't <laughs> actually listen to what you're trying to uh, tell them. And then you get a message saying, oh, bro, these don't work. And it's like, well, <laughs> they, they do, but there's no point playing 4-1-2-1-2 narrow and trying to get down the wings and put crosses in, you know? So, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to put that in, to be fair. <laughs> Nice, That's yeah. when you just hit him with the skill issue, TBH. <laughs> get, get with my coaching. Get my coaching. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say that to everyone, but it's hard to say <laughs> stuff like that and not come across salesy or arrogant and stuff like that. But yeah, I know what you mean. No, yeah. I, I think uh, what you're saying and the thing about TJ is why he's progressing so fast um, from where he was to where he is now. Like, you're right. It's the mentality, like being coachable and having a self-awareness of where your ability is. I see a lot of people, you know, on Twitter or in Kevin's streams, you know, calling the game rigged or whatever. And then oh. if you would watch them play, you're like, well, you're doing a bunch of dumbass shit. So that's why, that's why you're not getting the results you want. So, you know, self-awareness, um, you know, being aware that you're not the best player ever and you have room to improve, I think is, is half the battle. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, the good old blame in the game. But, but everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone, even when I play foot jumps, I'm a coach and I'll still blame it sometimes. But yeah, it's no, just, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a natural thing, isn't it, in the heat of the moment? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know I do that a lot because I, I watch my gameplay back all of the times and I'll watch it back and try and, you know, just like pick out holes in my game, whatever. Right. And a lot of the times I'll hear myself because I'm streaming it. I'm going, oh, my God, the stupid fucking game. It won't do this and this and this. The game's not working. And then at the end of the day, you realize, hey, if I didn't pull out my right back, my center back, my defensive midfielder and everything, you know, so it's self-awareness, like John says. Right. is very, very key. And I think also the ability to like, I don't know, I think for a lot of people, they can't take coaching on board because I've always been a person that's very stubborn, I guess. Right. So I think maybe for some people, what you're saying that you need to be a little more open to these things. Yeah. I mean, we don't all know best. Right. But maybe the other, the other thing is I can be really harsh. So I think like you won't, you won't have somebody um, have coaching with you for six months. If you're just all the time, just praising them. You know, I can be really harsh on my guys, but equally, when um when they do something well and i praise them they know that i mean it so like i've had people lose a game and because sometimes i will do coaching um, when they're playing live so they'll play on twitch and i'll be in their ear but most of the time it's done via discord and i'm reviewing play we're sharing the screen like that type of stuff but i will say to them that's the best fifa i've ever seen you play and they've lost the game but because i'm like that they actually you know think oh that's cool like he means that so yeah, you, you you it's really important that one that you guys can take it, and it's important that you know I don't think oh I mustn't say this to him because he might not want another session. Like that's just not long term going to work for anyone. So mm. yeah, you have to. What's it they say? You got to be cruel to be kind. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, and yeah. So I'm looking at because you mentioned oh you said oh obviously people do play squad battles. There's interest in it, right? And I, I'm looking at this right here. It says. This is according to the Xbox achievements for whatever that's worth. Just based on the people that got the amount of points to qualify for FUT champs, only about less than, uh, like roughly um, 20% of people have actually got enough points to even qualify for the playoffs. So that's, I think, pretty interesting, right? So it must be yeah. a lot of squad battles players, a lot of offline players. And I think maybe sometimes in our bubble, I know us, yeah. we, tend, we tend to watch these big streamers, like you mentioned, YouTubers, right? And they're all playing FUT champs and everything, right? So, um very cool. Yeah, I, I like this, man. And um, if there's nothing else you want to add, um, I want to ask you a few things about your favorite things from FIFA of all time. No, I've got to be honest. Um, apart from encouraging people to get get in touch for coaching, if they've liked what they've heard, have heard, sorry, then no, I think I've I've covered I've covered enough stuff. Like you said, can't give everything away on the podcast, or uh, yeah, I won't get any bookings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then and then you can you can find Martin at Martin eighty eight. M-A-R-T-A-I-N eighty eight. Yeah. So Martin, what is your favorite FIFA of all time, my man? Eighteen. Ooh. Any any specific reason? Yeah, because that's when I was at my best. <laughs> Although seventeen, this is quite I think people can jump on the bandwagon massively, like on Twitter and stuff like that, of like, oh, this one's the best, that one's the worst. But yeah, seventeen, eighteen. I enjoyed that um, massively because, to be honest, I didn't even start playing Ultimate Team until FIFA 17. I played career mode all the time. And I was saying to my brothers, this is so easy. I wish there was a higher level. I'd get Ipswich. We'd win everything on Legendary, like inside the first year. And then my brother was like, oh, do you know, like, you know, you play against people online. And I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, 
I think 17 was good for that. And the introduction of foot champs, it made it really competitive. And I was like a dog with a bone with that. Like, you know, I am going to get better at this. But then it wasn't until FIFA 18 that that really um, kicked in and I did get um, a lot better, you know. So I also, at that point, I, I enjoyed like the prospect of where like the esports was going and all that type of stuff. And there was just so much hype and enthusiasm and like the leaderboards. Oh my God, I wish they would bring the leaderboards back. There was one thing I would ask them to do is for foot champs and for squad battles, give us the leaderboards. It's like who at EA sat there and people are getting paid for this. Someone said to their boss, I've got a great idea of how we can you know, get more sales. Let's take the leaderboards away. They're going to love it. And what's, what's worse is someone sat there and gone, do you know what? He's right. Give that guy a raise. <laughs> so who's coming up with this nonsense? You know, there is nobody on Twitter or YouTube that thinks that not having the leaderboards is a good idea. So there must be a reason behind closed doors that we don't know about. And I know why it is for squad battles, because there's a massive glitch on PC which allows people just to get ridiculous scores. Mm. So before this year, um, I've held the highest solo score in the world across any FIFA for any console. And there was weeks where that wouldn't even get in the top 200 to give you an idea of how bad it is. So that would be why they don't have it for squad battles. But, you know, foot champs is way more popular. And I even, even I used to love seeing that. You'd see like, you know, huge gorilla with his first in the world, um, you know, highlights and then the rewards and stuff. It's like nobody's benefiting out of that. I just can't get my head around it at all. So, yeah, sorry for the rant. But, yeah, FIFA 17 and FIFA 18 for me. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I was someone that – so, like, sometimes I'll start – so, over here, uh, Foot Champ starts at midnight my time on Thursday. Nice. Night, so. <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're on late at night and I'm just like, fuck, and I get, like, a 5-0 and to start and then – Back in the day, I would say you're top top 100, and I was like, yes, for yeah. at least for 10 minutes, I'm top 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was always really and, cool. And they had the Champs channel as well. That one time in FIFA 18 that I got into the top 100, um, I think I was on the Champs channel, and it was just, like, so good. I mean, no one watched my game. It had, like, 10 views, and they were all, like, me or my brothers and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> it, it was still cool. You'd see, like, big pros facing off against each other. And if you wanted to improve, then you could still, you could watch it. I just, yeah, I can't get my head around it at all. So, yeah. Well, do you have, okay, so do you have a favorite FIFA card? It could be from 18, could be from 17, could it even be just a classic FIFA player. I know you, like us, we were, a lot of us came from career mode. We have some favorite players from back in the day. Do you have a favorite card? Right. Okay, you're getting my brain ticking now. <laughs> um, I'm going to, oh, I've got to mention, I'm going to mention, three players i think so and this is in no particular order so one of them is hyun min son um so i just i love having the five star weak foot and he was just really clinical and his finesse shots were great and i i love having somebody in front of goal that i trust massively and that was particularly yeah that was for high-end squad battles and high-end online it's hard to create opportunities and I want it going in. Um, so, and he's had team of the season cards from FIFA 17. So right. they're all very much, <clears throat> they're all very much the same. So it's him. And then <clears throat> Sergio Aguero is a card that Whoa. I absolutely loved playing with. We got, we obviously he retired the other year, but we're talking like 
FIFA 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Like, I absolutely adored playing with his informs and his team of the seasons. So I like players with a lower sense of gravity and that initial burst um, and then a little trick and a lethal shot. And he had that all day long. And then the other one um, is Kevin De Bruyne. But we're probably not so not this year, though. I'm absolutely gutted. It has to be like a team of the year card uh, for like, I remember like FIFA 20. Yeah, FIFA 20. Um, him and Aguero got me first in the world in squad battles. And but he was at a point where they'd given his card enough pace and enough agility and balance for him to seem fast. And oh, like the way he could pass it, the way that he could uh, finish it, there was magic. So yeah, for me, those uh, those three those three players, and I'd right. always strive to try and get them if they had good cards. That's something that I actually put a lot of trust into, like knowing the players that you're using because if you're playing somebody of absolute equal ability but you know the boundaries and the absolute boundaries of the players that you've got then that makes a big difference like when i'm coaching i'll say to somebody like you could have gone a bit further with him like you paid all those coins for him and you're just stopping and passing it back like you could have got a guy for ten thousand coins that could have done that so yeah like i'm a big believer in um knowing knowing your players in you know inside out so yeah those three for me nice i like it yeah and i like i like that point you have at the end there yeah i think because a lot of times people ask like oh let me get squad suggestions and at the end of the day it's about for for a lot of players when like you're choosing between two super meta guys that's whoever maybe you understand or work with better so i like that man um if we were to bump into you in the street martin which footballer would we be likely to confuse you for we'd bump into you walking down the street and i go oh my god that is um, does it have to be a current player? Oh, anyone, all time. So, um, ball knowledge. We're American. Do you, so. do you guys know who Jan Mulby is? Oh, we do. Well, I mean, I support Liverpool. So. <laughs> yeah, it probably have to be him because I'm not a small guy. So, yeah. And I, when I used to play, I was I played central midfield as well. So, yeah, probably Jan Mulby. It's not that's not the sexiest answer by any means, but it's probably the most truthful one. Oh, a, a sexy guy for sure. A Liverpool legend. I would, I'd have loved to have said Stevie G because he's my <laughs> favourite player of all time, closely followed yes. by Wayne Rooney. But um, no, that would be a lie. Ooh, actually, t- two footballers around here that we have great appreciation for, Waza and Stevie G. So I love it, man. Yeah, very cool. And thank you for joining us today, man. Really appreciate you. Um, we're now going to bring in everyone else because I want to talk about footies and everything that came. But before we do all of that, let me ask you, Martin, what is your pulse as John put up uh, a couple weeks ago, what is your pulse on footies, man? Where are you standing right now? Um, are you happy with what's come? So I know a lot of people were upset at first. They're in packs. They're like, what is going on here? Um, what do you I think, think? I, th- I think that they've approached it differently this year. I think people only get upset when it's different to what they're expecting. But there's going to be a lot of things that are different to what people are expecting now that they are breaking away from um, FIFA. And I know this is still called FIFA, but they're experimenting with stuff. So um, I suppose I'd actually say that I quite like it um, because I do think that for people that are still playing this time of year, just give them everything and anything. And they are really like just hammering people with these footies cards. But everybody's favourite player will be out there and released so 
um, yeah, I think from that that point of view, it's um, it's, it's it's a good thing. You know, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, um, so yeah, no, I, I I think a thumbs up to you. I I like what they've done with the icons. To be fair, Ooh, and yeah. I like I like that the icons that they've brought out are so-called less favourable ones. So I like that it's Shevchenko and Rooney and Xavi Alonso and Rui Costa, people like that would be so boring for me anyway, if it was R9 and Hullet and Ronaldinho. I know there was one a sprinkling of one or two of them, but um, the, like TJ's example, he said to me, should I do Rooney? And I was like, yes, he'll be an absolute pit bull for you up front and he will be lethal. And then we had a session the other night and Rooney was just absolutely banging them in for him. So whether it was the card or the coaching, I don't know. But yeah, Rooney looked good. So yeah, overall, I think that they've done a pretty decent job with it. And uh, I'm not I'm not particularly pro EA, as you might, um, you know, have found out. But yeah, I think they've done a pretty good job with it, to be fair. Oh, yeah, we are anti EA around here. Yeah, take well, a- my my sponsor is a, a coin a coin site, so I don't think EA would particularly like me either. So yeah, feelings yeah, yeah. mutual. <laughs> well, we I know we tore in the footies week one, but then you know as things start to, as we start to understand things, um, come to grips with the way things are going. Um, I know you guys might definitely. I think our our opinions have changed, right, guys? What do you what are we saying, guys? What are we saying? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um... You know, there wouldn't necessarily be all of these players out um, in a normal footies. Like, we've gotten Coutinho in packs. I know I packed Jan Oblak like 20 times last week. I mean, not really 20, but probably like 10. Um, And so would we get all of these guys in SBCs? Probably not. Um, I would honestly like to see more player SBCs. I know we didn't get one today. Um, We just got the Zidane SBC. Um, so I wish we saw more like individual player SBCs or even come out with SBCs of guys that you've already released in packs. That way they are accessible to everybody at the end of the game. Like I want to I want to see our seven SBC and Mbappe SBC, yeah. you know, Messi SBC. I think that would be probably the only thing I would change. But um, yeah, it, I, I've definitely come around to it. It's been fun. You're trying new cards out every week. That's the one thing I get enjoyment most out of this game is trying out new cards. I tried out. Uh, several last week, and I'm trying out several more. I know Kevin and I are loving this Cody Hackpo card yes. uh, that you got from the draft objectives. And I mean, he's he's a baller, dude. I'm playing in a four three three five right now, and he's my right wing, and he just he just dominates. He's so much for fullbacks to handle with that size and speed. And uh, yeah, I'm loving Wayne Rooney too, Martin. Yeah, um, and I can see why TJ does too. He's a he's a pretty easy card to use, right? He's got a low center of gravity, like like you like that's you know easy to kind of left stick with five star skills if you are able to utilize them even better um and then the five star weak foot like you're saying you don't have to worry about what foot you're shooting on you turn to the best uh shooting angle or the one that's most open and bang that's a goal like he's an auto finisher so um yeah i'm loving all of the variety so far too so um what about you martin i think um what turned me off a bit about footies the first week or maybe even a little bit of the second week was maybe the pack weight or the possibilities to generate packs in order to get these footies cards. But these past weeks have been amazing with the with the menu grind, which I love. 
I, I love it. I, I could just sit there all day generating packs and opening them. And I think the, the, the pack weight was turned, uh, turned up a bit these last few weeks because I've seen a lot of people pack a lot of footies and even some of the better ones as well. So I think the first week CR7 um, wasn't packed by, by, by many people. And I think that was a little bit of a turnoff. But then you have the likes of uh, Messi or even Mbappe who've been uh, packed by uh, many more people. So I'm currently very happy with, with, with footies and the game in general. I think the gameplay has been good. Um, and in my case, that's, that's, that's a lot to say because um, servers in South America or I don't know, game, gameplay quality in general isn't um, the best. But I've been having a lot of fun. I found a formation that I like playing with and that I play well with. So um, I've been having a ball and, and just um, achieving these, object, uh, these objectives like doing the Ronaldinho SPC, for example, was was very big for me because it, it's a huge SPC and I got it done sooner than I than I thought I would, and now I I unlocked the the Vinny Junior card so my good. team looks looks really good and and I'm actually gonna take a look at what my end game team was uh, last FIFA and kind of compare it to the one that I have right now, and it's probably not gonna be that far off. The thing that uh, that probably changes is that um, I had like bigger names, yeah. so to say, last year. I had uh, Neymar and Mo Salah and Varane, etc. But now I'm playing with my with with Koulibaly and uh, Aderlan Santos, Ooh. the the Brazilian center back from from draft, who I know you you love him, Kevin, and I think. It's an incredible card to play with. And uh, Roberto Carlos, for example, he's awesome. I love him. And I don't know. I've, I've just been having a good time. And I, I, don't feel, I don't feel as if I need to take a break or stop playing because I'm just having a ball. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I can't wait to get home to, to try out Vinny. So... That that's the amount of fun that I'm having. Nice, man. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what's about, right? I mean, like the whole this part of the year, this part of the year, we it's like I mean a lot for a lot of us, anyways. And it is a game after all. Maybe we shouldn't be so serious about it all the time, but for a lot of us, it is pretty serious. This is like what we like to do when we get home from work. Uh, we want to compete on something. Maybe a lot of us did play football when we were younger. We can't anymore, or. Uh, yeah. We weren't ever very good at it, so we, this is where we're a little better at it. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this is a time of year where we, a lot of us, we get to kind of like let let the shackles loose, right, and just have fun and what's all about, right, and not be so fairy tale right. FIFA, like you said, yeah, fairy tale FIFA, right? It's the time to kick back and it not be so serious and have some fun because in six weeks or so it will be mega serious. Yeah, I think maybe I think one month from Monday is the release date. That might be. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to add that I think, well, the, the 85 times 10 is, is repeatable five times now, right? Yep. For an 88 rated squad. And I had, I had like three, three of those saved up 
open them. Of well, I didn't get any of the of the of the footies cards, but I got a lot of high rated fodder, like a lot of it, and and a lot of team of the season cards. And I think now is the time. I think during the next week, a lot of people are going to be able to complete some of the higher rated SPCs. I'm even going to start uh, crafting Rooney because I can't do it now. So. Um, it's it's going to be a fun next week, I think. So I'm interested to, for what you just said about um, your team looking a lot different to what it would have done this time last year. And I wondered what you guys think, because a lot of people throw criticism that, oh, you play the same team every time. I'm mm -hmm. thinking back maybe like a year or two ago, and it would be like... Uh, Fellow Mendy, Varane, Militao, and people be like, "Oh my God!" Every team I play is that. And so, with this, with this separation from FIFA and this, I'd say, expansion of footies, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they might have actually, believe it or not, heard what people are saying about that. And literally, this is the time of year where the people should just be having fun, and there is an abundance of cards that you could play with. Like you could pick. 20 starting 11s and to be honest there wouldn't be much between them it's just mm, who do yeah. you actually want to play with so i i think that's probably quite a good thing i don't know what you guys think um actually yeah i think i think so too right uh, i i think for me um, yeah. i think it's been it's been a bit like that the throughout the whole year i think yeah um there haven't been there has been a lot of variety in in, in squad building I think throughout the whole year, but now specifically when it comes to footies, in my opinion, is the fact that we have these end game icons that are available. And I, I think icons are one of the coolest things yeah. about playing FIFA. So having icons in my end game team really feels like an an accomplishment for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I look at my team and I say, oh my God, that's beautiful. Xabi uh, Alonso, what a beautiful man. And <laughs> oh shit, Dino, you're so ugly, but you're so beautiful at the same time. <laughs> and that's what my wife says I think that, to me. <laughs> I think that, that, yeah. So I think for me, it's the icons. Mm. I, I love them. And and having and, and and having like equally good cards available for like the same positions, so to say. I don't know. Like in my case, I was using uh, Jadon Sancho footies last week, and I decided to use some of my dupes and do Rodrigo. But I think both cards are are on a similar level, and uh, but but they're not exactly the same. So you could see someone playing with Sancho and another person playing with uh, Rodrigo. And I think both cards are quality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, I, I agree with that. And I think it's actually really cool that that's an option. I think for myself, I, I actually really like it. I like that um, guys like Muriel, I can either start or have in the reserves. It doesn't matter because I can chop and change, have some fun with it, throw some different guys in for me. I think that's really cool. One of, I don't want to be too negative here, but one thing I, I, not for me personally, but I remember like looking back, like FIFA 19, when I first got into, into FIFA, 
uh, ones at FIFA Ultimate Team, like really hardcore, really got into playing it. My goal was by the end of the year to have all of the best players possible. I wanted CR7 in my team, the best version, not the gold one, which is the only one I was able to get my hands on, whatever, right, for most of the year. Uh, Messi, the best version, uh, could only get the gold one or the one below the version I wanted for most of the year or um, Hullet or something, right, in my team. The absolute biggest names. And I worry maybe for some other players that maybe they're not going to be as attainable. Because I look at my team last year, I have 99 Messi, 99 CR7, 98 uh, Neymar. And um, if that's your goal, that does kind of suck, to be honest. Because I think for a lot of people, that is the goal. That's why these cards, even when they have identical stats to other cards, um, yeah, there you go, the money, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like these are the ones that people go after, and they're worth the most for a reason. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You're not going to have it both ways from EA. They're not going to give you all of this variety and not use it as an opportunity to make more money, which yeah. is why they've literally released what you'd consider the biggest players in world football at the moment. You know, CR7, Messi, Bappe, Neymar, you know, and... So there's still a reason to uh, get FIFA points. Not, not in my opinion, but for other people yeah. there is. Right. So yeah. yeah. Just go buy yeah, I think points that's... instead if you want them. No, right. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. They're still trying to squeeze out every oh, penny yeah. out of us right now. And, I mean, I mean, you can't deny that, right? But, you know, maybe, maybe more towards September. You know, I think the game comes out mid to late September. Maybe towards the end of this month, beginning of the next month. Maybe we'll start to see the pack weight just like dramatically shift up and maybe they'll have those repeatable footies and icon uh, player picks. And then maybe we can eventually, Kevin, like you're saying, you have in your end game squad, maybe we get those. You know, I think ideally for me, I would like to see just like them in SBCs, like CR7 uh, premium footies SBC or something like that. So that'd um, be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit optimistic, but yeah, I'm more in line with Martin. Like, they're just trying to squeeze every ounce of uh, money out of us still with and with the packs and stuff. And oh, you want this CR7? You want this Messi? You want this? um, Even like I wanted uh, Alaba, the center back from Real Madrid last week, and and I feel and I couldn't get him. Thought about throwing on FIFA points. So um, yeah, they're they're, they're, they've got us by the ball still. Yeah. Well, mine are in Vancouver yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think, I think um, the way it's going to go is we're going to have one final week of footies with the best off and the repeatable eighty-five times ten or something like that. I don't know. That's that's what I would hope for at least. So even if it's not in, in SPCs, you'll have a at least a chance to pack some of these cards, the best ones, at least, that, that have been released and packed right now. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm sure they'll throw those footy cards back into packs, like all of them, like, what, what do they do, yeah. like, usually two weeks of this best of? So, yeah, like, I guess at the end of this month, uh, early September is when I guess we'll see that, so. Because I think the, the season goes on for another week. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah, so at least we a week have or two. Uh, two weeks, two more yes, weeks. Two yeah. weeks. We have two more weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Because I know, because I need so, Vinny in two weeks. I have to grind. <laughs> I think, I think that's probably gonna be the the final week. Will probably be like a best off or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah as as Nick said, as Nick Watanabe said, he said a best of best of. Hopefully to come right. So <laughs> would be very EA to do. But yeah, I mean, guys, I I know that you guys have seen this team, right? The new team that dropped today. 
Um, is there any card that you guys want to try from yeah. it? Because I was looking at these prices and holy shit, Rashford's like 1.5 million. If I didn't buy all those 400k packs, I could have 98 Rashford <laughs> in my team. <laughs> uh, is there anyone that you want to try, um, John? Is there anyone that you're looking at? Yeah, yeah, just like you, Kevin. Like it was fun doing those, but then again, like yeah, I kind of want to try this Rashford, and I would have easily been able to without buying like 500, 400k packs, but. Um, I think the guy that I'm most interested in, he's only 80k right now, and I assume that um, doing the 84 by 10s that are repeatable, and then I would imagine the 85 by 10, it's you can do it five times a day now. I would imagine maybe like 10 times. I believe it refreshes on Monday, so I think if I do all that, I can get this guy untradeable, and that's a guy whose flashback card I loved at the beginning of the year, and that's Radamel El Tigre Falcao. I hope I did that some justice, Martin. But <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, um, that was perfect. Yeah, four star, five star. I just love Falcao. I've loved, I've loved him playing with him in FIFA over the years. I've loved watching him play at at Letico, and uh, wish he would have done more in the Premier League. You know, regardless of who he played for, I, I was really rooting for him. But um, yeah, four star, five star. I'm gonna enjoy him. He looks really, really good on an engine. Um, not can't be lengthy. I think his flashback card was lengthy on an architect, but I think I still used him as controlled because I didn't really care um, or notice a difference. But um, yeah, I think that's the guy I'm looking for. Uh, Kevin, like you said, there's lots of guys in here that are usable. I mean, I'm looking at the heroes, Keen and Mascherano. Uh, they look really, really good and are really cheap. So um, yeah, lots of guys that I, ho- I hope I pack over the week and can try out too. So um anybody you're interested in martin so a couple of uh, the guys that i coach have already messaged me they're quite hyped about chiesa um Ooh. i'm gonna shout one of them out uh russell so um yeah he um he's a massive juve fan and anytime there's chiesa cards um he's hyped about that so yeah he's pretty like chiesa's good as well um you touched on the heroes i quite like to look of jj Kocha actually Mm. Um, five star, five star, um, obviously hero. And at the moment it's like 250. So he's going to be dirt cheap. Um, that's just personal. Cause I like, I like the premier league ex players. And I think for this time of year as well, where it's supposed to be having fun. I, I think of JJ Kotcher and I just think like free spirit, you know, put him on free Rome or something like that. <laughs> Especially yeah, yeah. if you're a skiller. And whenever I've played against him, like there's, I don't know about you guys, but there's, there's always certain players. Forget the stats. There's always a few players you play against. You're like, man, like this mm. guy. But if you yeah. buy him, he won't be the same for you. Um, so yeah, Akotcha fits that mold for me. Oh yeah, I have a, a lot of cards seem to have that issue. When I when I buy them, they they kick my ass, and then I buy them, and then I can't. I I, I suck. So <laughs> yeah, I can't seem to do it. But uh. and I wonder, are we at the point now where people are there enough cards out that people could have um, a Saudi league team because they're starting to chip away and bring them out? I think that the Benzema Neves um, CR Seven. I'm sure there's others that um, Bali. Yeah, Bali. So. Yeah, you just pair him with that mm. Hegazi. He was actually really good. There was some like Saudi objective, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and foot champs. And dude, dude, he tore it up, man. I like that guy. But <laughs> uh, Martin, is there any of these guys that you want to try out this week? Maybe uh, you know we usually do the fuck Mary kill. Is there one you want to fuck? Um, I'm actually already doing it with uh, JJ Okocha because mm. yeah, I bought him. I bought him, of course. 
you're not supposed to buy cards the day they come right. out. That's the quote-unquote golden rule. But at this point, I mean, coins are meaningless. And so I went ahead and bought him and I'm using him as my left midfielder. And yeah, he's he's class. I, I love him. And I, I actually packed his uh, World Cup hero. So I have a little bit of an understanding of how he works, um, so to say. Uh, but this card is is a bit different. Um, I think the the work rates are better, high attacking instead of medium attacking, and um, five star five star is 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 incredible to work with. So and and uh, for the three hundred k that I spent, I think it's a uh, well worth it. Um, so yeah, now I'm. I have the dilemma that well, I, I unlock Vinicius, but um, of course, of, uh, Okocha is gonna play out wide, so I'm I'm gonna play Vinicius at uh, striker, and uh, I think he could do a, a, a pretty good job there too. So I'm I'm excited about that. And aside from Okocha, Robbie Keane, I I had his. His uh, hero, his uh, World Cup hero card, Ooh. the the SPC. So that was um, expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good card though, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, lasted a long time, and uh, at the time the SPC came out, he was well above the power curve, so he was he was worth it, I think. So um, yeah, those two come to mind right now. I think I'm I'm quite happy with with my team as it is and i was looking at sidan actually um cuz i expected the spc to be a bit more expensive than it is and uh, the way it's currently is i think it, it's a very doable spc oh yeah um the only thing is i i don't quite like the medium medium work rates I wish they would have given him high high, so he could have been uh, my my more attacking CM. But I think the card looks interesting. I I haven't I have never actually used the Zidane card in any FIFA, so I think this could be a good opportunity to use um, the best version of Zidane uh, that's that's available. So. Those would be my 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 choices and uh, Konate, who I am gonna unlock yes. this weekend. Best center back Hopefully. in the game. Best center back. I I need I need seven wins, so I think it should be achievable um, by tomorrow. Hopefully, so my my center back duo is gonna be Aderlan Santos and Ibu Konate. Mm -hmm. So I think that's as good as it gets for me. That that really is as good as it gets to that center back man because I think you have listen may maybe a little bit of a hot take two of the, possibly the two best center backs that I've used in game because um, Footy's Lucio is not lengthy and you know me love me with some lengthy center backs so um, for me I'm glad you picked up that Zidane because I used his trophy Titans before and if you look at it his he has like a significant boost in a lot of stats so I didn't like that card and if you look at the stats on that card and you look at the time of year I was using him like roughly around shapeshifters time. 
and you look at the stats, you'd probably see why I say that I wasn't too crazy about him. You fu- but this one, however, this one, plus 10 to agility is fucking massive. Yeah. Plus 10 is massive True. to agility. Plus 9 to interceptions, pretty big as well. Plus 10 to jumping doesn't do too much. But, I mean, things like this are like, I mean, I don't know. There are certain things in this card that make a huge difference. Looks at his pace. Plus, plus 6 to his pace, too, is pretty big as well. Um, and, yeah, I think this card is... This is the Don, the Zidane I thought I packed when I got the Trophy Titans. I yeah. think because yeah, yeah, and the thing with the icons is, I mean, I, like I packed R nine this week, right? And a lot of these cards that we have now, you, hang on, hang on, you packed him. Yes, I packed R nine <laughs> this week. Yes, I packed Trophy Titans R nine. Hang on, hang on, out out of what pack? So the the you know these icon gamble packs, which yeah, know, we probably shouldn't be doing because there's way right. better gamble packs if you even want to gamble, but. Hey, you got to take a risk sometimes, right? So we oh, took nice. a risk, and R9 popped, yeah, and he's fucking excellent. But something that these cards have now that guys like R9 uh, don't have, and as special as he is, he only has 82 stamps, so I'm hauling him off after, like, 60 minutes or so, right? So, um, yeah, so when we see these kinds of boosts, and I know that uh, R9, was, this is where I'm going with this, was on the cover of a FIFA on some Ultimate Edition, so maybe, just maybe, we get that cover oh. stars, R9 eventually so that's the one i'm holding out for i'm really excited and i think i know his body type now i think i'm starting to get it so i think i know like i'm learning the step overs and stuff with him and yeah so um for me though a guy that i would like sorry martin is there something you want to say no no once you're done i i want to okay sure reference something yeah yeah for sure um so i was gonna say the one card i would like to try not so as attacking as the don um and a cheap one so pretty realistic to try pretty realistic to pack this guy is he had that dog in him that fights for the badge trait what a fucking guy and actually um god what's anyways this guy when you put him next to and this is a guy i currently have in my midfield chabby alonzo special things started to happen for liverpool under rafa benitez so we're gonna go with javier mascherano the dog himself he's got that dog in him we need him in the team and he's actually wearing it looks like on the kit they take off all the sponsors and stuff but looks like from that 2008-9 season when he and chabby alonzo you could argue were Possibly the best double pivot in the world at the time, at least for one year. So um, at on form anyway. So um, ama- amazing footballer. Looks really cool. And if you used him early in the game, he was pretty like zippy in the midfield. So um, maybe something fun to try there. So I'm going to go with Javier Mascherano. He looks awesome and um, affordable. So we could actually try him, right? Since apparently I cannot buy Rashford anymore because we bought all those 400k packs like a goddamn degen which actually i don't know it's kind of fun but also um now i'm feeling a little butthurt that i can't buy rashford so that's kind of where i'm at uh martin what were you gonna say man yeah i was just gonna say um what, what you said about r9 and having an understanding of how a card a certain card works and i know uh martin uh referenced this uh earlier and John did as well, I think, a couple of episodes ago. Um, the Ronaldinho card, um, I found that he has um, a learning curve hmm. that you need to go through um, in order to use the card and have fun with the card. I don't know. I'm not a big skiller, but I... I, I I see myself doing more skills, of course, because I have Ronaldinho now. And um, the first five games that I used the card, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I spent all this fodder and uh, coins and whatever. And I'm not going to be able to properly use this card. And 
now I know the way he moves around the pitch and I know the types of runs that he's going to make and it's just incredible. But I think certain cards are easier to use than others. And um, yeah, in this case, Ronaldinho is a little bit more difficult. And I think some of the icons have that in them, you know? They are a little bit difficult to use uh, at first, but then once you get the hang of it, then they're the most fun cards out there. Yeah, as the kids say, R9 is mid, right? That's what they're all saying after that loan. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if people fully know this. I'm sure some people will, but um, I look at body type a lot. And um, what you'll find is a lot of the top-end players and icons, if you was to go on certain websites, um, it would say unique or R9's body type says R9. So they have their own unique animations. It means that, theoretically anyway, nobody else in the game plays the same way as that player. So, yeah, it's, it's natural that it takes um, a little bit of time to adjust, but that's why... People look for body types and like seeing unique or stuff like that. Like the, the one that I throw out there is like Raheem Sterling, where he, he has that unique way of running with his arms yeah. up in the air type of thing. Or you see CR7 with his long strides. So they all have these um, little quirky. And that's what I obviously said about earlier, like you said about learning your play. So like I really like Eusebio. And that's be just because of his runs um, and the way that, it just seems really clever and, and, and available, you know? So yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And maybe some people don't um, really understand that. They think they can probably just chuck R9 or Ronaldinho into their team, dribble past five players and smash it into the top corner. It doesn't work like that. Uh, and the reason, and that's the reason why it takes a little bit of time to adjust to them, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Those guys aren't yeah. your like average or high and lean or like whatever. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And 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 also the the novelty factor that's that's there when you unlock a card or when you pack a card or when you buy a card and you put him into your team, you're I don't know, instinctively trying to force yeah. the ball to that player, yeah. you know? So I found myself trying to give Ronaldinho the the ball all the yeah. time and but that's yeah, that, as you say, that's not how it works. He needs to play, fit into the team organically. Otherwise, it's useless. That's really common. So I get, obviously, all the guys that I coach and also with my Discord, where there's a few hundred people in it, I'll get messages all the time going, oh, this guy's rubbish. I've played six games, no goals. And I'm like, but you always say this. Like, just give him 50 games. And yeah, sure enough, then they start to bed him because it's only natural. You're excited you don't you don't buy someone that you don't want to play with, do you? So you're yeah. you're excited to have them in your team, and it's natural to want to like force feed them the ball and like see. But you're right; you've just got to let it play out, um, play out naturally. Yeah, I know that a lot of the times when I'm trying out new cards, I'll like you know you want to grab. I want to go check the goal return, see how well they're doing for me, and I realize holy shit, they're scoring like like two goals a game, and I realize wait a second, it's probably because I see my new signing up front and I need to, I need to get the ball to him all the time. Right. And maybe I yeah. just happen to match an opponent that can't figure out that that's what I'm doing. I'm overexcited about using Cody Hackpo as John said. Right. So 
<laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, um, I, I feel that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also, I mean, I, I'm definitely like that. And which is why I'm always a little wary of like reviews when they first come out, like if the players just dropped, because I'm the kind of guy, when I get a card in my team, they could suck. And I still like, for some reason, I love them. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's the best card ever. He just came in my team and I love him. So um, I, I think for a lot of people, it might be. All righty. Well, I think that'll wrap us up. And unfortunately, unfortunately, Martin had to leave. He had to leave for the, God damn it, for the North Pole, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Kevin likes to say. Um, helping out Santa in July and August. Um, but Martin, what a guy. I, I can speak for us all. Uh, what a guest. Ball knowledge off the charts. FIFA knowledge off the charts. Great guy. Um, and I mean, if you followed along with our guy, TJ Wiz's journey, um, the host of foot me, I mean, he was a six win guy on a good week and now it sounds like he's hit nine and 11 wins, um, under Martin's tutelage. So that's insane props, um, to him. And if you want to check him out, I believe you can find his YouTube page, Martin, M-A-R-T-A-I-N 88 on YouTube. And I believe in his videos, he has links in there for coaching, if I'm not mistaken. So if yeah. you're interested in taking your game to the next level, um, hit him up there too. Yeah, what were you going to say, Martin? Yeah, you can also email him at martinfifa88 at gmail.com if you're interested in booking a session with him. Awesome. Right. Yeah, and honestly, that sounds kind of intriguing because um, it sounds like he's a very good coach, obviously knowledgeable from what he's talked about with us and you know maybe being able to take you know my 11 wins 14 wins to maybe get up to kevin's level hitting 16 consistently and beyond so that that sounds something i might be interested in so um and if you are interested in that too you can get in contact with them um in the ways we just suggested so again thank you to martin and i hope to have him back sometime maybe maybe at the beginning of the year and and talk through some things he's seeing in the new in the new game and EAFC and maybe uh, give some pointers for you guys. So I think that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, that'll wrap us up. Um, let's go around the horn and Martin, where can the people find you on the socials? Um, I'm on uh, Twitter and on uh, the NBA FT discord at ChopSweetFC. Nice. Kevin. Yeah. And then you can find me on Twitter. I'm also on Twitch. I usually stream after this. You can find me at Kevin K. But Kevin K, F-U-T. And I just want to say again, thank you to Martin. What a guy. And I was looking right now at his YouTube page. So if you want to find all his links, Martin88, um, it's at the top of his YouTube. You can go find it all there. There's like a bio section with all of that cool stuff. So you can go find that all there. And just one more thing I wanted to mention because John, I love when John says, let's go around the horn because it just takes me back to my childhood watching around the horn on ESPN <laughs> with, with uh, Max Kellerman and then later Tony Reale. So very cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big sports center guy. Um, but yeah, you can find me FC bridges, FC underscore bridges on Twitter, Twitch, discord. Uh, was able to finally stream once this week. Maybe we'll do it once this weekend. I think that might be on the cards. We'll see how things go. Um, but yeah, awesome. Uh, awesome episode guys. Really loved having Martin on. Thanks for setting that up, Martin. And, uh, hopefully we can have him on, on again soon. So, um, but just remember guys, when this silly game gets you down and frustrated, you know, hit up Martin, Martin88 on YouTube. He'll get you right. He'll get your game right. Uh, just come in with the right attitude and um, he'll take you up to the next levels. 
And, uh, and if you don't want to, that's okay too, because at the end of the day, it ain't nothing but a foot thing, baby. Take care. Peace. I like that. That's funny.